You're listening to a message from Crosspoint Church in Williston, Vermont, with lead pastor Todd West. Find out more about us at crosspointvt.org. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Thanks for being here today. Well, I want to start today by saying we're starting a new series called Collide. It's basically um, helping us see what we need to believe, standing firm in the fact that our Christianity will collide with this culture at some point. Now, I've said before, I don't think you have to go out, and if you do this, it's totally fine. I make a lot of jokes about it, but you don't have to put Christian stickers on your car, and you don't have to wear Christian T-shirts, and you don't have to hold signs on the, on the side of the road uh, that says, I'm a Christian. At some point, if you're walking with Christ, your Christianity will, I'm not saying it might, it will collide with this culture in which we live in. And we do it in a spirit of love. God's Word teaches that we speak the truth in love, not in hate. We're not out to win a battle. We're out to win a brother. We're out to uh, see somebody come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. But at some point, I promise you, the way this culture operates and functions, it will collide with your faith. And so in those moments, we need to know what to do and how to stand firm. We also need to kind of understand what the world uh, and the collision that's going to come will bring with it. And I think that's important as we start this series today. I don't have to tell you that our culture is different than Christianity today. I don't have to sit here and uh, you don't even have to watch the news uh, to see that our culture at some point is different than Christianity. I read a thing yesterday and it's so true that kids today cannot pretend to be cowboys and Indians anymore, but men can pretend to be women. And I know that might offend you, and that's um, okay, Um, but the reality is is that we live in a very, very uh, different world uh, than I even did as a kid and in my mid-40s as I think back over it. And so at some point, your Christianity is going to collide with the culture. And so as we think about that today, I just want to ask you to turn with me to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, and uh, hear what Paul says. We're beginning again this brand new series called Collide. And since the beginning, the Christian faith literally has been on a collision course with the culture around us. The values of this world do not align with the values of our faith, and the priorities of this world do not align with the priorities of our faith. The kingdom of man is not seeking the same things as the kingdom of God. You need to know that. The kingdom of man is not seeking the things in regards to the kingdom of God. Therefore, we shouldn't be surprised when we experience conflict and tension. Instead, we should see the conflict and tension as confirmation that maybe we're doing the right thing. I know firsthand when sometimes you get blasted, you think they try to make you feel like you're doing the wrong thing. And in all reality, it could be that you're not doing the wrong thing. It could be you're doing the right thing. You may be doing the wrong thing according to man's kingdom, but you're doing the right thing according to God's kingdom, and that's what it means. Uh, You know, I I don't know. Have you ever been out on a hike or a walk? Yeah, me either. (laughs) Um, That was a bad illustration. Let's move on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Dave loves to hike, and and, and I've been out at times, um, you know, walking in my car, stuff like that, and uh, it gets pretty treacherous at times in the winter. All right, anyway. Yeah, you agree, Sean. But anyway, no. Have you ever been out? I remember we were looking at a house uh, not that long ago, a couple years ago, and we it was obviously 
six, seven months out of the year, you're going to have white stuff on the ground in this state. And so we go out just walking in the backyard, and the next thing you know, I'm just waist deep in snow. Like, all of a sudden, man, just like that, I'm like, Phew. of course, my kids, they don't care. They laugh, and they leave me there um, as I try to climb my way out of this hole. Uh, but nonetheless, you've been walking before, and uh, once you fall in one of those holes, the whole way back out, you're like really leery of where to put your feet, right? And Dave alluded to this before about uh, having that unsure, not knowing if this is going to hold not knowing if that's going to hold. If you've ever walked across some ice on a pond or a lake or whatever, every step you take is very, very, um, you know, unsure, I guess is the word. And these types of perilous adventures, like me walking to my car, <laughs> are very much like walking through life, trying to depend on worldly wisdom. You're never quite sure you're going to land on solid ground as principles and values are consistently shifting. However, what we learn from Jesus is to trust in the eternally consistent teachings of Scripture. Now, I want to read this passage in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, and then say a few things about it today. And here's what it says. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. One more time. Don't let anything capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. Paul warns us about the world's logic and about the world's values. He calls us as believers to stand firm on a different set of values, and it's those of Christ. But even when we choose to stand firm on the things of God, we will still be faced with the value and the values of this world. And how do we know when something we hear is worldly? How do we know when something we hear is godly? How do we know when we are being led astray or worse, being held captive by worldly principles or teachings? There are times that many people get sucked into the world system and then one day they realize, hey, this, this is colliding with my faith. This is colliding with my truth. I've been going along with this, but I'm seeing now this collides with my faith. How do you know what truth is? How do you know? Well, there's no shortcuts to it. It is simply, and I'll say it in my third point, it is simply being guided by the Spirit of God. Here's the thing that's important to remember. Worldly values, listen carefully, worldly values. We're talking about how the world system works, the kingdom works, and how they collide. And I want you to understand today kind of how the world system is working and what we need to do so that when we collide, we can still be standing firm. Worldly values are very inconsistent. Let me illustrate this point. We live in a culture that primarily our motto, at least it is in America, is just do what makes you happy. Just whatever makes you happy. Just do whatever makes you happy. Doesn't matter what consequences or any of those things, it's just simply do what makes you happy. And, and we live in a culture today, too, that you hear this a lot, follow the science. Follow the science. Just follow the science. Follow the science. Until you ask them, can two eggs make a baby? And then it's no longer about science, it's about, well, we should do what makes us happy. Are y'all catching any of this stuff today? I really don't care if you are, I'm going to still roll with it. Because this is, this is the issue that we have in our culture today. And so do whatever makes you happy. Follow science until science doesn't make sense. And then if you question the science, you have hatred in your heart. And now we just should do what makes us. Why don't you want me to be happy? Can I just say something today? God, as far as me preaching to the church and to us, God didn't call us to be happy. I hear some of the preachers say that today. God wants you happy. I want you happy. This. No, no, no. God didn't call you to be happy. God called you to be holy. Happiness is 
based off happenstance. That means it's just constantly changing. It's back and forth. It's up and down, if you will. But here's what God wants to do. He wants to give us joy unspeakable, full of glory. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? The world says, literally, do what makes you happy. But the Bible warns the heart is wicked, deceitful, and confusing. Who can understand it? In Matthew 10, 39, it says, Whoever finds their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. The world says that you need to make sure you're happy no matter what. But Jesus says we should lose our lives for his sake, meaning we trade all of the stuff that makes us happy, if you will, in our kingdoms. And we trade that for his kingdom where amazingly we find deep abiding joy. See, the world says if you don't do our values, you can't have happiness. And God says, no, that's totally wrong. If you do what makes my values in the kingdom, I'll give you something that's not like hitting a moving target. It is consistency across the board. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. But the values of this world are very inconsistent. God's values are not. But this world's is ever changing. That's why we're constantly seeing things change. Nothing's going to stay the same. I just want you to understand that. You're like, something else is going to change. It is. It's going to be changed by this time tomorrow. Things of this world. I I heard a commercial this past week, and I'm not going to get into all this, but we're we're getting ready to get into the whole political season and all that. And this person was running on this platform that it's okay to, to listen to this carefully. And again, I'm just to a point, I don't give a rip anymore. But they're, they're saying this, it's okay to abort babies. But then in the same sentence, here's what she said. We got to bring some values back to this country. In the same sentence. But here's what happens. The values of this world is inconsistent. And so we as Christians should not be shocked at the inconsistency of the values. We should help and recognize that what happens is that our value system is going to collide with this value system. And when it does, we got to know how to stand firm in the day and age in which we're living in. Are you with me? Say amen. The heart is inconsistent, always changing, falling in and out of love with any number of things. I shared about my Harley a few weeks ago, and now I could care less if I owned a Harley. Like you're, you're, you're in and out, like your happiness is in and out. There's times where you, you get, you know, you want something and it's all you think about. And then, you know, you look back on it in five years and you're like, well, man, what was I thinking? Why? It's because happiness is a moving target. It's, it's never steady. It's inconsistent in its values. The only thing that's going to be consistent in your life are the things that go with the kingdom of God. In Matthew 7, 24 and 27, it says, Therefore, whoever hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against the house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Did you catch that? Jesus himself is commanding us to listen and obey his teachings. And when we do, we'll be standing on a firm foundation. Let me speak from personal experience when I tell you that out of the many values the world will throw your way, none will allow you to stand firm when the going gets tough. They are shifting sands of inconsistency. So why are they so attractive? Why are the values of this world so attractive? Why do you and I buy into this world system and its values at times of just saying, well, I think that'll make me happy, and so I'm just going to go pursue that, knowing that only Christ and the things of God and true can give me true joy. Why is that? It's because worldly values are not only inconsistent, but they are very seductive. 
In other words, another word for seductive is the word enticing. You ready? Listen carefully to this theological truth I'm about to give you. I did not get to 225 pounds by eating black bean burgers. I didn't get to 225 pounds by eating vegan Osama bin Laden bowls, Acaid bowls, whatever you call them. I got to where I could shop in a man's section of a store by eating bacon and beef. Don't send me emails, I don't care. By eating sugar. You know why I eat those things? They're enticing. I never walk by that stuff some of y'all eat in a grocery store and think, man, what I'd give to have some of that. <laughs> Did you know that nobody's ever committed a major crime by eating bacon? <laughs> okay, we'll move on. My point is, man, food's enticing. That's why we battle it. And so are the values of this world. They're seductive. Believe it or not, the Bible even talks about this. In 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4, it says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. Things will be enticing, even in the church. Things will become enticing. Because we'll begin to buy into the world's values and not Christ. And, but they're going to collide if you're walking with Jesus. Are you hearing me today? It's not if, it's when. They, they will collide. Paul knew many people would spend their entire lives searching for a truth that lined up with their lifestyle. In addition, many people reject the truth in Scripture because it contradicts their lifestyle. They receive something meant to bring conviction and ignore it as useless. Therefore, we have to be people who continuously fill our ears and minds with the only truth we can find in this world, and that is on the pages of Scripture and God's Word. The Bible is full of practical life and principles. Jesus specifically tells us the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. What the devil can't fully destroy, church, listen to me, he will seek to distract. I know that firsthand. He'll try to steal your time, your treasure, your attention. That's why we have to stand firm on the Word of God. That's why we have to abide in Christ, John 15, 5. That's why we need to have daily time in God's Word. And as you learn how to point out the worldly values that don't align with the kingdom of God, you need to also spend energy pursuing the values that do align with the kingdom of God. See, what we've gotten good at at the church is picking out the values that don't belong in the kingdom of God. But then we don't want to act on the values that pertain to the kingdom of God. So we get in the church on Sunday, we rally the crew together and we preach on certain sins and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, that's right, preacher, woo. And then we leave and all we did was point out the values of the world, but we never picked up any of the values of Christ. And that's where you got to be careful too when our things collide. Oh, it's easy for me to sit and watch Fox News and CNN and all these different channels just critique and all those no 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 
No. As you learn how to point out the worldly values, again, that don't align with the kingdom of God, you need to also spend energy pursuing the values that do align with the kingdom of God. How do you, point three, how do you, so the values of this world's inconsistent. They're seductive. They're very enticing. It's, 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 to me, it's bacon compared to the black bean burger. We make jokes. I'm only speaking in my realm, but that's, there's no enticement for me. If you were to say to me after church, let's go get a black bean burger, I'm going to try to find a wall to paint so I don't have to go with you. But you go tell me we're going down to Five Guys and get a double cheeseburger with bacon. Come on, Tack. Preaching? Oh, yeah. I'm going to make it happen. Why? It's enticing. That's just in my world. For you, that poo you eat that's, that's enticing to you, that's fine. So these values are changing. They're seductive. They're all this stuff. And then over here is the kingdom of God that we're supposed to be living in. And at some point they collide. And you got to know when they collide who you are in Christ and what you believe. And, and you got to stand firm, guys. I'm not being negative today, but there, it's going to become more intense as time goes on to be a follower of Jesus in this ever-changing culture that we're living in. So we got to allow the Spirit, I'll say in closing, we got to allow the Spirit to guide us. It's not enough to simply say no to the things and values of this world. We have to take it a step further and say yes to the things of God. Christ gave us the Holy Spirit to be a guide and a strength in this endeavor. John 14, 17 says this. He is the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him. That right there should tell you that's a collision, right? He is the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be with you. Isn't that just so good? Jesus invites us to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. And once we begin to follow God's lead, we'll be able to experience the best life possible. We will come back to the one truth that's worth standing on and will never lead us astray. Abundant life is found in the kingdom of God and the Holy Spirit was given as a gift to help lead and guide us to that. So you're living in a world, and I know we live in this world, and its values are inconsistent and enticing and all those kind of things, and we're trying to be an ambassador, as we talked about a few weeks ago, and represent another kingdom. And what do you do when those kingdoms collide? Well, that's where you let the Spirit of God guide you into all truth. And then you stand firm. That's really where we... We've got to start really asking God to help us because we do. We've picked out how the world's values are wrong. Like I could give you a piece of paper today and you could write all day long about the values of this world and how jacked up they are. But what values of the kingdom are you going to take from here today and make a change to help be light and salt in this world in which we live? The world is trying to draw you into its values that are inconsistent, seductive, and at worst, they're just destructive. I'm going to tell you, this whole, I just want to be happy, is so dangerous. So dangerous. 
Because where do you stop? I'm going to say this, and oh, I'm sure I'll get criticized. But I'm just a point. It's like, you know what, whatever. Where, where do you stop with the happiness? See, to the pedophile, he's happy in his element. Stand firm. The pedophile is happy in his element. The rapist is happy in his element. Ever-changing. So that word's dangerous. I want to do what makes me happy. No. That's why we see our culture and our world sliding downwards so quickly. Today, as we begin this new series, we all have the opportunity to invite the Spirit of God to guide us into scriptural truth. The only thing we can stand on, knowing it will remain firm. And the first step is to call out and recognize any false truths or principles you may believe in. I gave a couple of examples, but the biggest one is, is you know, do what makes you happy. The next step is admitting how enticing and attractive some of these principles are and it does you no good to pretend like they aren't. But it also does no good to think we can simply avoid the pervasive false teachings that is rampant in this world simply because we don't like it. Finally, we got to trust the Spirit to lead and guide us into the truth. So as our world collides with this culture we're in, I'm not talking about legalism, please hear me out. But as our culture in the kingdom collides with the culture of this world, we got to know why we believe what we believe. we got to stand firm on that, and we do it in truth and love. And listen to me. Don't go out of here and say, well, I'm going to go tell so-and-so they're wrong because of their values. Because you could be just as guilty in the kingdom realm because you're not following any of his values. So it's so easy to point fingers at everybody else and tell them, in other words, here's the deal. Can we be real? At least they're doing the values they think's right. A lot of church people ain't even doing that. So they're more active in some ways than we are. Oh, we can point them out, but we're not acting on our values. Doesn't it make you feel good to go to church on a Sunday and just hear about how everybody else is wrong? That just set well in your spirit? Those are good days, aren't they? But what about when you go and you hear and you're reminded that the world's being the world because that's what the world does? And you can point it out all day, but is that really changing anything? Like I can point out all day that I need to exercise, and I try to do that. But me talking about it, telling my doctor about it, reading about it, is not going to fix anything till you go to the gym and you start doing it. Right?
Thanks for listening to this podcast from Cross Point Church in Williston, Vermont. If you gave your life to Jesus today, I want to encourage you to text YES TO JESUS to 484848. If you want to learn more about Cross Point, get connected or find ways to give, visit crosspointvt.org. Have a blessed day.